The Death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg On September 18, 2020, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the second woman to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States, passed away at the age of 87, vacating a seat on the high court that she had held for 27 years. Nominated to replace Justice Byron White in 1993, Justice Ginsburg already had a trailblazing career as a law school professor, a Supreme Court litigator, co-founder of the American Civil Liberties Union Women's Rights Project, and judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit for 13 years. Several of her opinions have been huge, including her 1996 majority opinion in the in the case of United States versus Virginia, holding that women could not be denied admission to the Virginia Military Institute on the basis of their sex. Justice Brett Kavanaugh said in a recent statement that no American has ever done more than Justice Ginsburg to ensure equal justice under law for women. Gin Justice Ginsburg was also noted for her pointed dissent, including Shelby County v. Holder in two 2013, where the courts um, struck down a key provision of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 and Ledbetter v. Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company in 2007, where the court rejected the a Title VII employment discrimination claim. In more recent years, Justice Ginsburg gained recognition in popular culture, becoming known by the moniker the, the, the Notorious RBG. She was subject of books, movies, and opera, and in 2015 was named one of Time's Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. Popularization of Justice Ginsburg as a liberal firebrand, frequently at odds with the court's conservative wing, may paint an incomplete picture of the justice tenure on the court. Accordingly to one study, Justice Ginsburg authored more majority opinions than any other justice on the bench during the same period as her, and despite attention garnered by her dissents, Justice Ginsburg authored fewer dissents than Justice Breyer, Scalia, Paul Stevens, and Thomas during that time. Justice Ginsburg's majority opinions, moreover, rarely involved closely divided disputes on hot-button social and political topics. Instead, these frequently unanimous opinions address more esoteric issues like Security Law, Tell Labs, Inc. vs. Maker Issue or Rights, 2007, cr Criminal Sentencing Procedures, and various complex civil procedural issues. It is likely that Justice Ginsburg's views and closely de decided Supreme Court cases will be 
of most interest to the members of Congress as the Senate considers a nominee to fill her seat, as those cases may illustrate how the court may change in her absence. This episode will highlight several areas of law where Justice Ginsburg, either by authoring or joining a majority opinion or notable dissent, proved important to the trajectory of the Supreme Court jurisprudence. In doing so, this will provide a broad overview of key legal issues Congress may consider as it reflects on Justice Ginsburg's jurisprudence and how her eventual successor might shape the future of the court. During her more than a quarter century on the court, Justice Ginsburg encountered nearly every major flashpoint of modern American legal debate, from abortion to voting rights to key civil liberties issues. In, in, in a statement issued shortly after Justice Ginsburg's death, her colleague, colleague Justice Elena Kagan, stated that Justice Ginsburg worked every day to ensure that this country's legal system lives up to its ideals and extends its rights and protections to those once excluded. The following highlights that I will be going over will highlight Justice Ginsburg's approach to several issues that have traditionally resulted in a closely divided court. On topic of abortion. During and prior to her three decades on the High Court, Justice Ginsburg was a consistent opponent of measures that she viewed as unduly restricting abortion access, while the court's 1973 decision in Roe v. Wade recognized that the Constitution protects a woman's decision to terminate her pregnancy. It rooted this protection in privacy interests protected by the 14th Amendment's Due Process Clause. In her various speeches and writings on abortion, including her dissenting opinion in Gonzalez v. Carhartt in 2007, Justice Ginsburg contended that the constitutional infirmity of abortion restrictions instead centers on women's anatomy to determine her life's course and thus to enjoy equal citizenship stature. In recent years, Justice Ginsburg was part of Five justice majorities in June Medical Services LLC v. Russo 2020 and Whole Women's Health v. Heltosa in 2016, which um, struck down various state regulations of abortion providers. Administrative law topic. In recent years, some justices have called for the court to narrow the degree of judicial deference given to agencies' interpretations of statutes and regulations they administer. Justice Ginsburg was among those members of the court who favored maintaining its existing doctrine approach to these issues. In her majority opinion in EPA versus EME Homer City Generation LP in 2014, where the court reversed a decision authored by then D.C. Circuit Judge Kavanaugh, Justice Ginsburg cited 
Chevron USA Inc. vs. Natural Resources Defense Council Inc., which she called the the path-marking decision that bears a notable resemblance to the cases before us. For the proposition that the court accords disposition effect of the agency reasonable interpretation of ambiguous statutory language. She also was part of the five justice majority in Kaiser v. Wilkie in 2019, which affirmed the c- continued application of our doctrine, which generally instructs courts to defer to agencies' reasonable construction of ambiguous re- regulatory language. That said, Justice Ginsburg was part of a 5-4 majority in several cases that invalidated specific executive branch's actions as violating general administrative law principles. These included Department of Commerce vs. New York 2019, rejecting the Commerce Secretary attempt to include a citizenship question on the 2020 census, and the Department of Homeland Security, DHS vs. Regents of University of California 2020 ruling that DHS acted improperly when it rescinded the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Initiative. Affirmative Action Next Topic The High Court considered several significant cases involving race-conscious policies during Justice Ginsburg's tenure. In these cases, Justice Ginsburg authored old joint opinions that argued that the government has wide latitude to address history and systemic discrimination against racial minorities. For example, she dissented from the court's ruling in Araran Constructors, Inc. v. Pina in 1995, which held that even Benign race-based classifications by the federal government intended to help disadvantaged groups are subject to strict um, scrutiny. In several closely divided cases, Justice Ginsburg joined majorities in upholding race-conscious school admission policies such as those at issue in Grutter v. Boiler in 2003 and Fisher v. University of Texas at Austin in 2016 and dissented in, in another case Gratz v. Bolliner in 2003, where a bare majority held a different race-conscious college admission policy invalid. Justice Ginsburg was also one of the four dissenting justices in parents involved in community schools versus Seattle um, School District Number 1 in 2007, where a fractured court invalidated two um, school district assignment plans which sought to improve racial diversity by considering a student's race as a factor in determining which school the child could attend. On the topic of criminal law and procedure, criminal law and procedure is an area where the Supreme Court alignments are not divided neatly between the court's more conservative and liberal wings, and Justice Ginsburg was an important vote in many such cases. In Mont v. United States in 2019, for example, Justice Ginsburg authored an opinion joined by four members of the court's conservative wing, holding that a criminal defendant period of supervised release following 
incarnation may be told if the defendant is later charged with another crime and placed in pre-trial detention. She authored several of the court's opinions in recent decades on criminal sentencing matters. Oregon v. Ice in 2009, Kimbrough v. United States in 2007, Cunningham v. California in 2007, and Ring v. Arizona in 2002. And in United States v. Booker in 2005, Justice Ginsburg cast deciding votes for the case controlling opinions that held that federal sentencing guidelines, mandatory enhancements were unconstitutional, and the remaining guidelines were thereby rendered effectively advisory. On Fourth Amendment matters, Justice Ginsburg frequently joined opinions constraining the government's ability to conduct warrantless searches, including controlling or concurring opinions that recognize technology-assistant um, surveillance as posing unique threats to privacy expectations. Carpenter v. United States in 2018, United States v. Jones in 2012, and Kylo v. United States in 2001. Justice Ginsburg also joined the court's opinion prohibiting the imposition of capital punishment against juvenile offenders. Roper v. Simmons in 2005, and Cognitive Disabled Atkins v. Virginia in 2002, as well as sentences of life imprisonment without parole for juveniles, Perth v. U United States in 2013. She was also one of the three justices who, in a dissenting opinion in Glossop v. Gross in 2015, argued that the death penalty was incompatible with the Eighth Amendment pro prohibition on cruel and unusual punishment. Elections and Voting Rights Justice Ginsburg also weighed in on issues related to the integrity of elections and protection of voting rights. Frequently in dissent, she dissented from the court's per curum decision in Bush v. Gore in 2000, which found that the use of standardless manual recounts in Florida during the contested 2000 presidential election violated the Equal Protection Clause. Justice Ginsburg acknowledged that the court's construction of Florida law was reasonable, but asserted that the courts should have deferred to the Florida Supreme Court's interpretation of its own state law and allowed the recount to proceed in another landmark case, Citizen United v. Federal Election Commission 2010. A five-justice majority held that a statute prohibiting independent election finances by corporations and unions violated the First Amendment's free speech protection. Justice Ginsburg joined Justice Stevens' opinion dissenting from this holding, arguing that it threatens to undermine the integrity of elected institutions across the nation. With regard to voting rights in Shelby, County v. Holder in 2013, the court struck down a pre-clearance provision of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 as exceeding Congress' authority to enforce the 14th and 15th Amendments. In her dissent, Justice Ginsburg 
surmise that throwing out preclearance when it has worked and is continuing to work to stop discrimination changes is like throwing away your umbrella in a rainstorm because you are not getting wet. In addition to her dissents in Buckley vs. American Constitutional Law Foundation in 1999, Justice Ginsburg authored a majority opinion striking down certain Colorado regulations related to ballot initiatives as violating the First Amendment because they were excessively restrictive of political speech. More recently, in Arizona State Legislature vs. Arizona Independent Redistricting Commission 2015, Justice Ginsburg authored a 5-4 opinion that held it was constitutionally permissible for Arizona voters through a ballot initiative to transfer redistricting authority from the state legislature to an independent commission. Environmental law, Justice Ginsburg authored or joined several huge opinions in in, in intermont environment law cases during her time on the high court. Two of her major opinions concurred that concurred on environmental claims. In Friends of the Earth Inc. vs. Laidlaw Environmental Services Inc. in 2000, she wrote that constitutional standing requirements were satisfied in a suit alleging that the defendant discharge of pollutants injured plaintiffs recreational, aesthetic, and economic interests. And in American Electric Power Company vs. Connecticut in 2011, Justice Ginsburg wrote for a unanimous court that the Clean Air Act foreclosed any federal common law public nuisance claims that plaintiffs might otherwise raise against carbon monoxide emitting power plants. Justice Ginsburg was also involved in several cases that more closely divided the court. In EPA vs. EME, Homer City Generation LP in 2014, Justice Ginsburg authored an opinion upholding an EPA rule under the Clean Air Act related to air pollution crossing state lines. In the landmark environmental case, Massachusetts vs. EPA in 2007, Justice Ginsburg was part of a five-justice majority ruling that Greenhouse gases fit within the Clean Air Act definition of air pollutant, and that states could challenge the EPA's failure to regulate those emissions adequately. Justice Ginsburg joined the court's more liberal wing to dissent in Michigan v. EPA in 2015, which held that the EPA unreasonably deemed costs irrelevant with respect to certain regulations of power plants. In the court's fractured decision concerning waters of the United States governed by the Clean Water Act, Justice Ginsburg was part of a four-justice dissenting block that argued that the term should be interpreted broadly to permit regulating agencies to address pollution not only affecting na navigating waters but also wetlands adjacent to those water tributaries. Ramos Opanos vs. United States in 2016, 
Solid Waste Agency of Northern Cook County versus U.S. Corps of Army Engineers in 2001. On the topic of freedom of religion, Justice Ginsburg has in some cases expressed concern about protecting religious freedom, particularly those of religious minorities. In 1984, as a judge on the D.C. Circuit, she was joined by her colleague, then Judge Scalia, in arguing that the appellate court should have reconsidered the claim of an Air Force officer who wanted to wear a yarmulke on duty, calling the military decision not to accommodate his religious faith callous. In her dissenting, dissenting opinion in the fractured case of American Legion vs. American Humanist Association in 2019, she argued that a state violated the Establishment Clause by displaying a large Latin cross as a war memorial. She rejected the state's claim that the cross could be seen as a secular symbol, observing it had never been perceived as an appropriate headstone or memorial for Jewish soldiers and other who did not adhere to Christianity. At the same time, Justice Ginsburg has argued against religious-based opt-outs from generally applicable laws. Dissenting from the court's 5-4 opinion in Burwell v. Hobby Lobby Stores Incorporated in 2014, she would have denied a religious accommodation for a corporation that objected to having to provide health insurance coverage for certain methods of contraception. Also, the subject of Justice Ginsburg's last dissent in Little Sisters of Poor Saints Peter v. Paul Home v. Pennsylvania in 2020. She also re rejected religious objections to complying with non-discrimination policies, a recurring issue before the Supreme Court. In her majority 5-4 opinion in Christian Legal Society v. Martinez in 2010, and her dissent in Masterpiece Cake Shop v. Colorado Civil Rights Commission in 2018, on the topic of national security. The court has considered numerous cases implicating national um, security matters in recent decades. In these cases, many of which closely um, split the court, Justice Ginsburg aligned with those justices who were less differential to judgments of the political branches and in particular the executive branch. Recently, in Trump versus Hawaii in 2018, a five-justice majority afforded broad deference to presidential um, security de determinations in upholding the Trump administration travel ban on certain foreign travelers from Muslim-majority countries. Justice Ginsburg, however, joined a dissent that argued that action was unconstitutionally motivated by religious unanimous. Justice Ginsburg also dissented from the court opinion that effectively foreclosed various lawsuits related to counterterrorism policies pursued in the aftermath of September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. Ziegler v. Abbasi in 2017 and Clapper v. An Amnesty International USA in 2013. Ashcroft v. Iqbal in 2009 with regard to President's war powers. Justice Ginsburg was part of 
a majority of justices who questioned the executive ability to detain indefinitely enemy combatants on U.S. soil without review. They also ruled that the military tribunals established by the presidential order to try enemy belligerents were invalid because they failed to afford baseline um, statutory protection. Justice Ginsburg also joined the court's opinion in Bonamine v. Bush in 2008, which held that the constitutional width of Hebrus Corpus extended to foreign nationals held as enemy belligerents at the Gitmo facility. On the topic of powers of Congress, arguably one of the most notable aspects of Justice Ginsburg's jurisprudence was her opposition to the trajectory of the court's opinion during the Rehkwitz and Roberts eras that served to limit the reach of congressional power. Justice Ginsburg joined dissents in two key decisions of frequent court that established parameters of the exercise of Congress commerce powers, United States v. Lopez in 1995 and United States v. Morris in 2000. In a partial dissent in National Federation of Independence Business v. Sibiris in 2012, moreover, she expounded on her views regarding the broad scope of Congress power to regulate commerce, urging judicial deference to congressional judgments in the economic and social welfare realms. She likewise dissented in two major decisions that limited Congress's powers under the Reconstruction Era Amendments, City of Bourne v. Flores in 1997 and Shelby County v. Holder in 2013, writing in Shelby County that Congress findings regarding the appropriateness of voting rights lists were entitled to substantial deference and should prompt unstinting operation by the court. Justice Ginsburg also joined or authored dissents to court's opinion that barred congressional directives to um, state executive and legislative officials. Murphy v. NCAA in 2018 and Prince v. United States in 1987 and limited Congress powers to subject state governments to monetary damages remedies. Similar tried to Florida versus Florida in 1996 and Adden vs. Maine in 1989. On Congress powers to limit the presidential ability to fire subordinates, Justice Ginsburg dissented in several narrowly divided cases where the courts recognized constitutional limits to Congress's ability to shield certain executive officials from at-will removal by the president or a superior officer. Sealer Law LLC vs. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau in 2020. Lucia vs. Um, Security and Exchange Commission in 2018. Free Enterprise Fund vs. Public Company Accounting o- Oversight Board in 2010. A notable exception to Justice Ginsburg's deference to Congress involved laws she believed impeded upon the constitutional rights of individuals. For example, in the immigration field where congressional power is substantial, Justice Ginsburg joined the majority opinion in Zadadeus v. Davis in 2001 where a closely divided court recognized that um, substantial due process consideration prevent immigration authorities from 
indefinitely detaining a deportable alien. She also joined four other justices in Sessions versus Demea in 2018, concluding that a term in a statutory provision for alien removal was unconstitutionally vague. On the topic of Second Amendment, although Justice Ginsburg was not a prominent author of decisions involving the Second Amendment, she was part of a four-justice block that dissented from the court's ruling in District of Columbia v. Heller in 2008, which held that the Second Amendment protects an individual, as opposed to collective, right to bear arms, bear and keep arms. She also joined the dissenting justice two years later in McDonald v. City of Chicago in 2010, where the court held that the Second Amendment applied to the state and local government through 14th Amendment. Justice Ginsburg later joined the other justices in declining opportunities to revisit Heller's application, including in the denial of 10 Satori petitions this past term that called for the court to review and possibly invalidate challenge um, state concealed carry laws, handgun permit requirements, and so-called assault weapons and handgun restrictions. And on the topic of uh, sex and gender, as noted, three years um, after joining the court, Justice Ginsburg authored the majority opinion in United States versus Virginia in 1986, ruling that the Virginia Military Institute violated the Equal Protection Clause by refusing to admit women. Over a decade later, Justice Ginsburg dissented from the court's ruling in Ledbetter and Goodyear Tire Rubber Company 2007, which rejected Ledbetter's Title VII employment discrimination claim. Justice Ginsburg argued that Ledbetter proved she received lower payments because of her sex and called on Congress to correct the majority opinion permissory reading of the Title VII. Congress passed the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act in 2009, seeking to reverse the majority opinion. She was part of a five-justice majority in, in United States v. Windsor 2013 and Auburn v. Hodge in 2015 that struck down federal and state laws barring recognition of same-sex marriage. And this past term in Bostock v. Clayton County 2020, she joined the majority in construing Title VII prohibition on sex discrimination to cover discrimination because of sexual orientation or gender identity. On the topic of nomination and confirmation process, as Justice Ginsburg's predecessor, Justice White, once noted, every time a new justice comes to the Supreme Court, it's a different court. Article 2 of the Constitution gives the president the authority to appoint judges to the Supreme Court with the Senate's advice and consent. Prior to the unexpected death of Justice Anthony Scalia in February 2016, creating a vacancy filled by Justice Neil Gorchus in April 2017, the last such vacancy during a presidential election occurred in 1968 when Chief Justice Earl Warren 
submitted a resignation letter less than six months before the general election. Chief Justice Warren's seat was not filled until the following year. The last time a Supreme Court vacancy arose in election year and the Senate approved a new appointee to the court in that same year was in 1932 when the seat vacated by retirement of Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. in January of that year was filled by Justice Benjamin Cazorro two months later. On September 9, 2020, President Trump released a list of possible um, Supreme Court nominees, the fourth such list he has issued since his presidential campaign in 2016. In a statement shortly after Justice Ginsburg's passing, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell stated that the President's Trump nominee will, will receive a vote on the floor of the United States Senate. President Trump has indicated that the nominee will likely be a woman.